Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Good evening, this is New York Talk News. After a successful test of the new government early warning system, the public can expect the first official use to be in Rotherham on Thursday evening as Cardiff City arrive. Severe flooding can be expected to the south of the New York Stadium as swathes of crying fans return after the first meeting was abandoned. Reports of rain will exacerbate water levels to the point of small rafts and canoes being needed at full time. This has been your 8 o'clock update from New York Talk News. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Um, you've seen the weather update. Now let's get down to business. Let's talk about Rotherham United and the, the game on Thursday evening. Um, Mick is with us. Hello, Michael. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you very much. And Will Daniels is back with us. How are you going, Will? Gents, it is a pleasure to be back. I'm looking forward to talking about the game. Yes, very much looking forward to it. And Danny's back with us. Thank you for doing the uh, quick weather report, Danny. Very much appreciated. No worries at all. After a quick wardrobe change, I am back. Let's talk football. <laughs> um, John Morell starts us off. I hope to God you don't lose after that and mix tweets for a few weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn social media off if we lose. Um, first of all, thank you for everybody. Who's, we just we, this first episode after we hit the thousand subscriber mark on YouTube. So we want to thank everybody for who did so has subscribed. You please do it, and then. That'd be lovely. Um, Danny's got to eat this horrendous Swedish fish at some point in the near future. That's something for us all to look forward to. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody. We do really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Thursday evening, the big one, the big game of the season. Um, Mick, well, we're recording 20, exactly 24 hours before, before the start of the game. How are you feeling? Are you, are you nervous, excited, sort of indifferent? How, how, how are you feeling about it? I'm all right at the moment. Um, I, I was just having a conversation with my wife earlier on and saying that history, the history of Rotherham United within this division suggests that tomorrow night is going to be a defeat. It, it just does, you know. We don't do it easily. We haven't done it easily. We've rarely been comfortable, um, you know, coming towards the end of the season. So history suggests it's a defeat, but... I'm not convinced. I'm, I'm quite looking forward. Well, I am very much looking forward to it, and I suspect we might get something out of the game. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, how big is this game? And, and it's very easy for, for certainly modern day football fans. Oh, it's the biggest game ever. But how big is how big is this game? Is it just the biggest game of the season, or do you think there's a bit more to it than that? Well, I think we probably need a point uh, until the end of the season to stay up. I think that's now pretty obvious. Um, so for me, it'd be lovely to get it done on uh, on well tomorrow night um, and and make these last two games a little bit easier. Uh, as Mick says, 
the Rotherham United way suggests that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but I've, I've got a funny feeling, as, as Mick says, like under the lights tomorrow can be can be a really special place. And, and frankly, what happened um, the last time we played them, you know, don't go chasing waterfalls, Gay. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> They'll want to get one over on us and uh, we'll want to get one over on them. So adds a little bit of spice to the, the game. Really, really looking forward to it, and I really think that I think we can bring it home tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, I echo both of you tomorrow. Should we, Danny, are you, are you sort of same boat, or are you full on nervous wreck? Um, I'm nervous about it, but also very excited about it because it's like 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 we've, we've just said, it's funny feeling. You know, there's a funny feeling mm. that you know it's it's under lights at New York. It's more or less a sellout crowd, and it's on Sky. And it's between two teams that are in a very similar league position, both wanting to push away from the relegation zone. It's got all of the all of the ingredients for a game that's going to be an absolute thriller. But at the same time, knowing us, it'll be a one nil either way. But I'm <laughs> I'm super looking forward to it. Yeah. It's got to feel Burnley last week or whenever that were. They just they just felt like there was something about that Burnley game and we managed to get we managed to get something out of it. Um, yeah, uh, comments. Shelley says, Oh, anyone else nervous for me? It's almost got a play a Preston playoff semi final feel about it in terms of importance. Um, for this season, I suppose it has, Mick. But if, if it all goes wrong, then we have the same feelings again on Monday. The good thing is, this is not it, this is not Gillingham, where if it goes badly, we, we, we're done. We have got things to fall back on, so we, maybe we should, you know, relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got to be really about it. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. As fans have got to be realistic about this, haven't we? I mean, we, we've, we've got three games to play, uh, as have Cardiff. And Cardiff and us are in exactly the same situation, you know. Uh, so I guess the ideal result for both teams tomorrow would be a draw, you know, because we've still got two games to play. Puts us four points ahead of, of Reading, who've still got to play Wigan and Huddersfield. Um, and... The, the the Reading Huddersfield game, uh, sorry, the Reading Wigan game. I think that's that's a Saturday one. That's this coming Saturday, isn't it? Wigan have got to win that game. Mm. They have to win that game, otherwise they are relegated. They may well still be relegated even if they win it, but however, they have to win it. Um, so that, that's going to be a tough, tough game for Reading. I can't see Reading getting four points out of their last two games. I just can't see it. Um, so a point would be ideal for for both of us, but. Um, I've rambled on and I can't, and I can't remember what you asked me. <laughs> you did this all the time. I forgot I even asked yeah, you. because I'm old, mate. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. So what we're saying is, come Cardiff fans, can we just forget about everything that's happened and just take a draw? We'll just do a nil-nil draw. It'd be fine. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Splashed Donna says, uh, nil-nil. Nil-nil ready. Uh, Jamie says, on Sky. We normally win on Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we actually address Sky? Sky, Sky Sports commentators often, sometimes listen to these podcasts in, in preparation. Nobody likes a Thursday night kickoff. Feed this back. None of us are happy that this is on a Thursday night. <laughs> Tell your bosses, this is a dreadful game to put on a Thursday night. Uh, I know they're doing 10 games in 10 days, what it is, but it's really, really bad. Um, that's that. That's the out of the way. Um, when we played Cardiff, how long it was, Will, it was a really, really poor 48 minutes from us. A really, really poor game. Yeah. Do you think that's gonna be sort of good for us, right? You know, this is this this went wrong that time. You guys, you know, you've got to step it up, or is that going to maybe help Cardiff in terms of their motivation levels? How, how do you see it going for both teams? From that side? I think I think both teams will approach it in as a completely different game. To be fair, I think you've just got to sort of put everything what happened to the back of your mind in terms of uh, the previous game uh, that we played at their place, and obviously the forty-eight minutes that we played here. Um, you know, they were comfortably the better side for those 48 minutes. Um, but um, as, as we say, we've got the players on our day to be able to, to compete with any side in this league. So for me, we put it to one side. Um, we start again. Um, luckily, we've got the, the opportunity to do so. Unless the pitch obviously gets moist again and then we've got the same situation. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. But I'm, I'm pretty confident. Mm. Uh, we should seriously talk about the weather. Um, 
Uh, heavy rain is forecast for tomorrow <laughs> evening. Um, um, I, I'll so be like, honest, lads. I think there is more chance of an equinox than being <laughs> called off again. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, just to confirm, Oliver, Lang- Oliver Langford is still scheduled for the referee, barring an injury or something. Still the same referee that called it up in the first place. He'll be, he'll be, he's a popular appointment from both teams, to be honest with you. Um, let's go through what we think will happen. Could be the teams, Danny. Um, Oli Rathbun has a chance to start according to Matt Taylor. Now, that would maybe a, maybe a bit, it's a bit of a surprise because he hasn't played too many minutes. But mm-hmm. is Oli Rathbun the type of player who can just say, right, go, you know, wind him up and just set him off? Or do you think maybe starting is a bit too soon? Um... I think um, with two tough games coming up in Borough and Wigan, I'm slightly more inclined to rest Ollie. Um, but he is, like I say, he's one of them players where if we desperately needed him in midfield, we could just chuck him in and he'd do his thing. Um, it's good news that his injury has improved and that he's not struggling to get out of bed now, which is brilliant. Um but yeah, for me, I would start him on the bench and bring him on as an impact. But you also have to weigh up the, you know, we've had poor starts in first halves recently. So do you need an Ollie Rathbun type engine to get you going in the first half? That's the dilemma. But for me, I'd bring him on second half, personally. Okay, fair enough. Uh, obviously, the last time out, we started with Fosso on the left, Kino in the middle, sort of the, the, the advanced midfielder, uh, Chio on the right, Mick, and obviously Connor Coventry and Lindsay. If you are going to start Ollie, which is a possibility, which one of those is, is making the dropout? Well, it has to be Tariq Fosso at the moment, doesn't it? I mean, his, his performances have been lacklustre for quite a few games now. Um, we know what impact he can have on a game. We've seen it. But unfortunately, it seems to be one in every four or five games that he has an impact. Um, and obviously, that's something that we can't afford at this stage of season. So it would have to be Tariq Fosso and possibly either put Chio out left and Keener right or Keener left, Chio right. Um, Keener would start for me, definitely. Um, so that that's probably where you'd you'd slot Ollie and put him back in the middle and um, move the other two around, whichever side you want. Mm. There's always a possibility Willie could drop Jamie Lindsay and then that would be ridiculously harsh on Jamie Lindsay, but it, it could just... Um, maybe it's almost like it's not like flight, but it's almost like flight in terms of energy levels, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, in terms of player profile, Jamie Lindsay would probably be the player that drops out. I agree with Mick in terms of Fosu's uh, current form. Uh, I think he has been off it recently. Um, but for me, if if there was one of the three to drop out, it would be Lindsay. Um, I would probably start Oli if he's fit. I think the, the energy levels that he gives us. Uh, he's our, he's you know part of our captain uh, team as well. So if if he's available, you want him on the pitch to to rouse the team along. Um, I think that's really important. Um, Jamie Lindsay's done really really well though over the last probably being one of our standout players to be fair mm-hmm. outside of maybe Cam Humphreys uh, over the last few games. So I, I would take probably Lindsay out of the side for for Rathbone, but probably with a really heavy heart in doing so. Hmm. Yeah. Um, comments. <laughs> Chelly says, has, has the same fixture ever been postponed twice? Well, I'll be able to think. Did it? <laughs> in the COVID season? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, mm. it did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. COVID outbreak at Christmas time. And then the. Uh, with that, mm, what looks like snow? Yeah. Oh, snow, yeah. Good shout. Mm. I've got all about that. Okay. <laughs> Best uh, to get Shelley, the feet season altogether, if I'm being honest. But yeah. uh, Shelley says, I think we have to go for it. Go strong, pressure on the off. Let's take it to them. We'll sooner go down fighting. And then Paramad, so this brings on to the next topic. Paramad will go Kelly, Kelly and Hugel up top. Um, this has been a lot of people on social media seen Kelly play recently, who has been brilliant when he's coming on sub, to be fair to him. Um, and just sort of going two and two together, like, let's start Kelly and Hugel together. Hugel's been a little bit off it because of his illness, Danny. Um, First of all, do you see that as a as a real option to say, right, let's go two up top? Um, I'd like to see it utilised at least once, having Kelly and Hugel up top, but seeing how strong a performance Kelly puts in when he comes off the bench, I would rather bring him on from the bench, if I'm being honest, because you see that lift and um, 
and how much it, how much he basically just throws himself into everything. You know, that's how he's got, he got his goal against against Burnley by throwing himself into it straight from the off. That's how he won the ball back numerous occasions um, down at Bristol because he threw himself in, into everything off the bench. And uh, I can't. I, I'm sure it was earlier on in the season when he did start, um, but he's just not as impactful from the start. I think if you want a proper Georgie Kelly performance, we need to see Georgie Kelly start on the bench, unfortunately. Mm. He started against Stoke, and certainly Stoke away from home, and he really struggled. Um, I seem to recall, I think after the Huddersfield, he scored. Um, do you think that's just where Kelly is in his career, mate? Do you think he, we don't know because it's the start since probably Stoke, so we are guessing and you know watching him and, and making these guesses, but is, do you think that's just where Kelly is at the minute? Do you think he is right, just impact player, and he's maybe a bit, a bit harsh because he comes on and, and does more than just score goals. Um, or do you think he is almost ready to, to have a go there? No, I don't think he is. Personally, I don't think he is. Um, I just feel that it, for me, fitness is, a, is possibly an issue for Georgie Kelly in terms of the pace of the game, whether he can, he can't keep that pace up that he, that he gives us when he comes on a substitute. He can't keep that up for 90 minutes. Um, it's just not fit enough. Um, so I'm, I'm personally, I'm with Danny for me, um, bring him on, bring him on, even if it's a half time, just give him a half, um, and, and it can it can have a very, very positive impact as we've seen. So I, I personally, personally, I wouldn't start him. Fair enough. Will, are you in, are you in the same boat? Because it means changing off his formation as well, wouldn't it, from what we have been playing? Yeah, I mean, for us, if, if we're going to play R. Kelly, oh God, can't play R. Kelly up top, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can play in all that. Um, <laughs> For me, if you're going to play Kelly and Hugel up top, um, you are going to have to drop a midfielder. Um, and given the fact that most teams now play with that three-man midfield, it just means you're going to get overrun in the middle of the park. So for me, that doesn't work. I think the problem that we've had this season is is the service into, into Hugel um, and, and the players that have played in that area. So I don't think necessarily putting two up top is going to help because the service still won't be there um, mm. and there'll be less service of it less service there as well and I think for me Georgie Kelly is a player that is is all blood guts and thunder I think he's a great player to have on the bench to come on and and just absolutely you know empty his tank 60 minutes in give absolutely everything he's you know he he is a player that if you're a defender 60 minutes in you don't want to see a Georgie Kelly coming on who's going to batter and bruise you and and make you think for, for the last part of the game so that's that's his role, I think, in the squad. Um, but if if I'm proved wrong and he comes up, he starts tomorrow and gets that trick, then you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 happily bow at his feet. <laughs> he only scores on post 80th 80th minute anyway, so it's pointless from starting him because he won't score anyway until later on. So point, yeah, <laughs> he also this is maybe maybe not the reason you do this, Danny, but he also gives us an option. You know, if if you, if you did start Kelly and Hugel together. What are you then going to change it to from an attacking point of view? The only option really then is to take a striker off, which is not which is not really ideal because obviously he seems well out of favour. So it, it gives you a massive option from the bench to change something positive. Whether you you know if you're two 0 down, you want to go two strikers, bang him on. If if Hugo's blowing, Chuck Kelly on, and it, and it works, it it just gives you a better option if he's on the bench. Yeah, it does. I mean, I completely agree with Will when he said he's blood guts and thunder. That is Georgie to a T. Sort of gets into the positions that. Um, are a bit unorthodox to a point, but he knows the he knows the run to make. But he's almost like unorthodox positional wise, um, and that's what I like about him. You know, it's like with um, with his goal against Gillingham for a striker that late on in the game, his positioning was a little bit unorthodox because he was completely behind the back line of Gillingham, but still managed to score. Um, and yeah, that's what I like to see from Kelly. I like to have a, a, a striker like that, other than Tommy Eves, no offence intended, but the, the striker to empty his tank and come on effectively when we need that sort of performance the most is why Kelly sticks to the bench for now, I think. Yeah. Uh, John Rell says COVID, snow, rain, any more excuses that we've got? That's what we do. We're all the, um, people. The, the whole team has got scurvy, so they can't play tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don Rell says, as a neutral, he's seen Kelly a few times. He doesn't look anywhere near good enough to make it this level. Sorry, he's a fan's favourite. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, he's, he's very unorthodox, Mick. And I, I think mm. that's the, the, the best way to put it. He does his own thing in his own way. But it, to, up to a point, it has been successful. He's not ready yet. It, I, know, I know he's 26, but it's almost better not to look at his age. It's look at his experience in English football. And, and, he, and he has improved fairly significantly in a, in a, in a year. He has. And I, I suspect, if I take my red and white glasses off, I suspect Johnny's probably right in that whether he's going to make it as a full-time 90 minutes championship player is up for he's certainly up for debate. However, however, he is, and we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, and on the podcast he is a goal scorer. He is a natural goal scorer. If you put him in that 18-yard box, he will hit the target. He will score goals. So Yes, I'm not convinced he's ever going to be up to championship standard for doing running a full 90 minutes and you know playing at the level that some of these championship strikers play at, but he will score goals and he will score important goals. So I don't I don't know where that leaves it, it leaves us in terms of the question that you just asked, but that's kind of my view on him. I, I, we all love him and we will always love him for what he did for us last season. Um, and and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, he can do the same for us this season on 86 minutes tomorrow. You know, nil nil, and Georgie pops up and bangs one in. I mean, that it, that would just cement him as a as a, as a legend for two goals. Oh. But it's his character as well, isn't it? You know, it's his personality. Yeah. Everything about him is is likable, and 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 that can cloud your sort of cloud your views, I guess, a little bit in terms of what you want from him. But he will score goals, whatever level you put him at, he will score. Yeah, uh, Josh says Kelly's at the fourth highest goals per minutes ratio in the league. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but George is like a drug, once you've had a taste of him, you want some more, which is true <laughs> as well. Um, moving on to some other players, Shelley says, Need Ferguson on the left is crossing the best we have. Matt Taylor mentioned that he hadn't trained prior to the Bristol City game, which is one of the reasons he didn't start. That throws another question in there, Will, you know. It, do you bring Fergie in? Because he he almost scored so close to scoring against Bristol City. He's had a bit of a new lease of life under Matt Taylor, to be honest with you. I've been really, really impressed in the second half of the season. If he is fully fit, how tempted are you to bring him back in? Well, he comes into the side. He's the only player that can cross a ball, so that, that really helps us as, as a team that... <laughs> I mean, being brutally honest, you know, I, I absolutely love Tariq Fosu. I think he's a player that creatively add, can add quite a lot to our game. But there were times in that Bristol City game where he was out wide left, you know, he was one-on-one, but he slowed the game down so much that that one-on-one became one against two or three. And it, it stopped us being as as creatively brilliant as, as we could have been. And uh, yeah, for me, Fergie is, is a player that has to play if he's fit, uh, because we don't have anyone else like him in, uh, in the side. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I'll definitely start him. I just like his, his aggression and everything else he brings as well. Um, that brings us on to the defence a little bit, Mick. We Again, we don't know who's fit, to be honest with you. Um, Tyler Blackett came off at half-time, could be fit. Uh, Richard, Wood is, Richard Wood should be fully fit. I mean, he's had, what is it, almost a week's rest, what, five days rest, six days rest. Um, I'm asking you a question that you are not going to be able to answer, but what would you do in that position? <laughs> I'd, I'd play Richard Wood. I would I would play Richard Wood. I think Tyler Blackett is struggling with injury. I think I've read today that he's, he's still not 100%. He's struggling with his hamstring. We've still got two games to go. If if we don't get anything out of tomorrow, uh, we're going to need him because the next game is on Monday. Mm. So, you know, it comes around pretty quickly. So I, I'd be looking at, uh, at Richard Wood. It gives us that leadership on the pitch as well, uh, which is really, really important. It, it, it doesn't... Well, he offers us he offers us as much as Blackett does for me, um, and and his experience and his in his leadership. So, yeah, Richard Wood all day long for me would start. Hmm. Um, Donna says Blackett highly likely in the interview today. Yeah, um, John Rell is a game for experienced players. Woody all day long, which I think is another important thing, and maybe maybe one of the reasons that Matt Till's been keen to keep Woody sort of close to the squad, even if not playing. For when things get properly serious, you want to be relying on Mr. Wood, don't you? Danny, sorry. 
Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. Um, but like they say, Woody's got experience in these sort of games. One of them where, you know, you have you have to really put everything into it. Because um, Matt Taylor said in his interview, you know, the players are already up for this game and it doesn't really need any extra spikes. Mm. Um, but I think with Woody's time with Rotherham and his experience of games like this, he'll be adding his own spice to it. You know, he's um, got the Papika out the cupboard ready for this sort of game. And um, I think Woody coming in and Blackett dropping out is sort sort of the right timing for Woody to start and really get the team going for a game like this. Um, like Palmer's just said there, Woody thrives on pressure. Yeah, mm. he does. And the pressure will be on for this one because it is effectively a must-not-lose. And Woody will get them organised and get them going and just get everybody up for it really yeah are you are you the same will would he would he win then he's most most of the time he is mr reliable to be fair in terms of performances but he's just the leader of men in it i i think in in normal circumstances i would have probably said try and keep richard wood away from this situation because they've got a little bit of pace they've got yeah. a striker in sorry cabaru i think is is far too good for Cardiff and won't be playing there next season. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll listen to this and uh, and clip that up and uh, and when they get the twenty million quid for him, tell me that I were absolutely bang on. Um, I think he is a player. They're a side that's quite direct, so I think Woody is a is a player that can dominate in the air and therefore would be quite a good pick. And given the fact that Blackett's not quite fit, I think it probably is the only option that we currently have. Um, so that's probably the, the way that I would be leaning towards, to be honest. And as you mentioned, you know, under the, the New York lights, he, he's absolutely immense in these big, big occasions. And hopefully he can come up, uh, you know, again. And I guess the one the one thing as well that will be in in the back of Woody's mind is he's coming towards the end of his Rotherham United career, I believe. So this could be one of the last times that we see Rob, we see Woody on that New York turf. Um so, you know, I think he'd, he'd have that extra spring in his step to, to do a decent job. Mm. Yeah. And you say he's due a goal, Mick. I know he's not played, but he's due a goal. And wouldn't it just be, wouldn't it just be Richard Wood to, to <laughs> score at uh, nothing? Of course it would. Of course it would. And, and he is, he is any, he, you know, he, any, any time there's a corner, he, he is a danger. He's a, an absolute wrecking ball as we know in there just just on about the pace that they've got up front as well though you know even if you're playing Richard Wood you've got Cam Humphries and I assume uh Cohen Bramall will start as well you know you've got plenty of cover there in terms of pace there's nobody there will be nobody on that pitch nobody on that pitch quicker than Cohen Bramall um I don't care how fast they are they ain't as fast as Cohen Bramall so um, and he's been absolutely I, I, I shouldn't be saying this should I because I'm just probably shouldn't now Setting him up for a fall, but he's, abs- he's been absolutely immense the last two games he's played, mm. two or three games. Uh, he's been absolutely excellent. He's keeping Hilga out of the out of the squad, out of the first team, uh, starting eleven. Sorry, um, I'll merit. You know, so we've got plenty of pace back there. That shouldn't be an issue too much, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, uh, Reg says I play Woody in these games because of the experience. Um, Josh says Wood was class against Burnley, uh, uh, as he always is. Uh, Shelley says Woody will win every header, not see too many, uh, too many times in the air. A striker has had the better of him for a full game. No, that's very, very true. Uh, Jamie says New York would erupt with a Woody goal. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yes, it would. It'd be quite. I get, get it erupts for for anyone scoring. To be fair, yeah, erupt, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, Shelley says, "Don't worry, there's room in Cameron for his pocket for Cabba, along with some of the other strikers he pocketed this season." <laughs> uh, we should have read that because I'll have clipped and all if we lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why are we doing this the day before? It's just asking for trouble, isn't it? Um, any other changes, Danny? We mentioned pace, and again, you would normally say Peltier's experience. Again, the type of experience you want in this in this sort of game, but Peltier is lacking the pace at this stage. Wes is quicker because had injury problems from what I can understand from Matt Taylor. Um, I thought Pelty had a slow first 45 minutes. He was one of the issues last week, Pelty. I thought he really struggled first half. And Wes yeah. good recently. Yeah, they sort of had the better of us on the right-hand side um, with Pelty being there. I mean, Kyoso 
didn't travel to Bristol because I believe it was he had an illness thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, inside training stuff from New York Stadium that the club put out did see Kyoto at least going out to warm up. You know, I don't know if he was doing his own training or whatever. Um, so at least Kyoto could be an option there. But then again, there is Wes as well. I, I think we all we all agree that Wes does have a mistake in him, but his recent form has been very good. He's sort of got his head down and got on with it and he's done all right. Um, so, yeah, Wes is an option. Um, be very, very pacey right hand side if we've got Chio and Wes um, running the mm. flanks, if you like, and then the midfield three. Um, but it all comes down to how you are under pressure. And I think Peltier is a little bit like Woody in that regard. He likes the pressure yeah. of the occasion. Um, but I think Peltier's got a little niggly injury thing as well, hasn't he? He's been nursing something for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, so it depends on how that behaves effectively, whether it's going to be um, him or Harding. But if Kyoso's fit, I'd put Kyoso in over the the other two of them as well. Because hmm. he's quite quick as well with Kyoso. He is, yeah. Shirley says for me, Kyoso's fit um, at right back. Yeah. Could you see Kyoso being dropped in, Will? And I, I agree, I would probably like to see him, but... It, it would it, for me. It seems an outside bet, really, for based on the recent picks. Well, I mean, it depends on what the health of the squad, doesn't it? I mean, it, it anything can happen at this stage, given given our injury record. Um, I, it, I, for me, it's not really a game time, so I would be very, very surprised to see him start a game of football at this stage of the season. Uh, but who knows? I mean, I, I think he'd be a, a massive, massive threat for us from a set pieces. Um, really good in the air. Um, so, obviously, in either box, to be fair, he'd be really helpful, uh, especially against the side. You know, they've got the likes of Kipre, McGuinness, uh, Cabrera, we've discussed already. Um, you know, attacking those set plays could be a big, big part of the game. So, I could, I could see, I could see why he could come in, but I don't see it happening. Hmm. Uh, Chris Taylor says we need pace at right back because oh, Dowder is down the left for them, he thinks. Is that Dowder been fit or am I thinking of somebody else that's injured for them? Uh, I might be thinking of Robinson. No, Robinson's injured, isn't he? Is... Very often do scout reports. <laughs> to find yeah. Out. Um, yeah, we don't know is the answer to that one. <laughs> we might look into that. Do some digging. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, YouTube user with Bridgel and Ben Wiles. Do you think Ben Wiles will start and be on the bench? Matt Taylor Mick has been very, very cautious on what he's been saying on Ben Wiles. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's been very, very careful not to get Ben Wiles' hopes up as well as, as much as ours, to be honest with you. Um, but he is basically going to be available for the squad. He was available last week, but because of the defensive issues, he didn't get in the squad. Um, if he is available, like Shelley's put here, Ben Wiles get a good twenty minutes or so. He could be key towards the end of the season. A creative player like Ben Wiles for twenty minutes when you need something is it would be such a great substitution to have. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, I really hope to see him on bench tomorrow. At the very least, I can't see him starting. I can't. I just cannot see that that being an option at the moment, just because of his lack of any sort of match match time over the last however many months. So, but uh, I'd love to see him on the bench, and and and, and like Shelley said, there an extra get get twenty minutes from him at the end, particularly if we're uh, if we're chasing the game, because he can give you that that something special, as we know. So, um, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see him. It'd be nice to see him back in, uh, back in that red and white shirt. Mm. Yeah, it would. Uh, let's go through a few bits and stats of the Cardiff game, um, not including the game we played this, uh, the game, abandoned game. We've lost four out of the last five games against Cardiff. 
both home and away. The last home win was in September 2015, which I think was Steve Evans' final home game as Rotherham manager. I think he got sacked the week after, I guess, after, after we beat Birmingham. Um, something there. Uh, Cardiff, last two wins have been away from home as well, which doesn't bode well for Thursday night either. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a good sign. If they've got, if, because... Yeah, it's a good sign that last two not wins. Three in a row. Uh, yeah, exactly. They do. They do a. Um, they do a defeat or a draw. Um, it's not a character. They're, they're, I think they've got the second worst away record in the division. So well, after us, we're a bit higher. <laughs> um, get I, can, I can also add that if we beat Cardiff tomorrow, it's Cardiff's uh, set. So it's Cardiff's ten. Executive away game without a draw, and Cardiff's ninth consecutive match with at least one goal conceded. So they are a side that do concede goals mm. and either win or lose games. So we're in for some fun. We are, yeah, uh, yeah. They've won. They've, sorry, they've got. They are twentieth. So what's that? Fifth bottom in terms of the away record. They've only won six games away from all se- away away from home all season. Two of those in the last two games. Um, so they have a, they have a, I think they have a bit of a, well, they have, they have had a turn for form since Lamusha came in, to be honest with you. But I think uh, I have an update on uh, Callum O'Dowder. I think he will be fit for the Rotherham game because I've had a look yeah. at Cardiff City's um, pre Rotherham press, um, and it's saying that the, the manager hopes Conor Wickham will be available, uh, as well as Ruben Colwell. Is that how you say it? Um, and the only player who's a certified out is Ryan also. Yeah, and Robinson. He's, he's out for the season. Yeah. Um, cool. So, let's we've talked about the, we've talked about the individuals, Danny. What do you just want to see from Rotherham United in general? And then this, that's, again, a very wide-ranging question, really. But is it just turn up, put a bit of pressure on them and just play Rotherham United? Or have we got to do something different? Certainly, last time I played them. Uh, there's a chant that I really want to get going, but I'm not allowed to because it's got a swear word in it um, that I'm not, not allowed to say live. Um, just give them a, a, a game, you know, turn up from minute one. Like we mentioned before, we've had poor starts in first halves, but the games that we've really come out of the blocks flying are the games that we've done well in, like look at West Brom, for example, at home. If we have a similar start out the gates to West Brom, then I think we give Cardiff a game because when Cardiff turned up for 48 minutes last time, um, we didn't turn up in the first half. And they scored more or less inside 15 minutes, which is very scarily similar to the Bristol City game. Didn't turn up in the first half. They scored within 15 minutes. I think if we really get at them and press them hard early on, they, and they know it's not the same Rotherham that turned up last time, then we could catch them, get an early goal, whatever. But... For me, it's really get at him to begin with. Hmm. Uh, Shelley says, at home, we should have nothing to fear. Look at some of the sides we've taken apart in New York. However, this is Rotherham United. Yeah. Um, Donna says, we just need desire. Uh, Terry Fenby thinks the high press will win it for us. Slow starts will have been an issue recently. Um, and that's something that's got to change. But if we have a slow start on, on Thursday, we saw how, how much they were up for it when we played them originally. That's not going to have gone down. That their, their their desire to win this game will, will, can only have increased. So it that adds to us. We've got to be in a position where we've got to at least match their start, if if not better it. We've got to. Yeah, I mean, certainly for me, uh, the, there's a couple of areas that we need to uh, we need to do much better than we have been doing. Number one is we need to defend our box really well. Uh, I would really disappoint with the two goals that we conceded against Bristol City, to be honest. Mm. Um, Although I, I do agree that the first Bristol City goal is is an absolutely wonderful cross um, and very difficult to defend, um, so we've we've got to defend our box a little bit better. But I mean, we do have that in the locker. I think if we if we concentrate, um, the, the second one is you know harking back to that uh, abandoned game. We've got to win that mid, midfield battle. Like they they ran through the middle of us at some points in that uh, abandoned game uh, and we were completely off it. So that's why I think Ollie Rathbone's energy will be a big, big part of this game. Um, actually, I could probably see an argument for both him and Lindsay starting. Um, 
just to nullify that threat that they've got through the middle, the, the likes of Sawyers and and Philogene. Um, I've got uh, I've got Michael Jackson in my head right now. Saying, saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they've they've got so much quality in the middle of the park, and we, we need to nullify that. If we can do that, and we can be aggressive in our press, and and we can work the ball into wide areas, and get Chio one on one, and and get early balls into the box from from Fergie or or Keener or Fossu or whoever plays out there, then I think that's that's the opportunity that we have to get a result out of the game. Mm. Yeah. Um, Phil says, too, too many times we've wasted 45 minutes this season. I think it's true. Shelley said, when we've pressed teams from the off, they've panicked at the back and made mistakes. We can't allow the game, allow them to dictate the game, which I think is true. And troops travels almost proposes, oh, all else fails, there's always the sprinklers, which is very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, going back to that game, make I know we probably shouldn't keep going back to the abandoned game, but you look at our starting, our starting midfield, but it's, it's very different. Connor Coventry, a dolphin, and Tarek Fossil with your midfield three. I mean, the Connor Coventry we've got now is a different guy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a, he is like literally a, a different guy, so that's that's a tick. You've got Ollie Rathwood probably available for a start, and then maybe Keener or Lindsay in there as well. That's already a much stronger midfield than we have. No disrespect to a dolphin, to be honest with you, he has, he has some good games. But in terms of trying to match their energy, that's that that the midfield we could sign up, could right. set up with, it could be where the, Will's right the where the game's won and lost. Yeah, it is. And and when when we played Cardiff last time, that was right in the middle of the period where our midfield had kind of gone AWOL, hadn't it? Yeah. You know, we just we, we we they weren't in the games that we were playing around about that period. So you look back now to the last few games, and it's it's been a different different kettle of fish altogether. So um, so yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. It's um, it's important that uh, that we're on it, and and that midfield is involved in the game because they weren't last time. They, they, just, they just weren't. Um, but you, uh, as you rightly point out, Conor Coventry is a different player. Um, he, he's come alive in the last three or four games. Uh, whether that's just because he's he's he's, he's, he's kind of grown into the team, and he's, and Jamie Lynns is in there. Helping him out as well, doing the dirty work for him. So um, we'll have to wait and see. But I just, you know, what I want from this game is what I want. What I always want: get pressing right from minute one, get in the faces. I can't remember who said it in the comments there. You know, you will press these teams into mistakes. There isn't a team in this division, including Burnley, as we've shown twice this season, that you can't press into a mistake because none of them are good enough. Uh, with the greatest respect, that's not. I'm not having a dig. None of them are good enough to play this kind of football that they all aspire to, you know, for 90 minutes. They can play it here and there. They can have these little bits of, you know, pretty play. But if you press them and get in their faces, they will make mistakes. So that's what we need to be doing it from the off. And if we do it from the off, we will win the game. Fair enough. Dig. Let's do it too. Like it. Um, again, we'll just tick off the fixtures coming up uh, for the weekend ahead. Obviously, because we we're not we will, we play in a really awkward time. Uh, there's no Friday night games, is there? Yeah, Blackpool play Millwall Friday night. Blackpool can go down, I think, but who cares about them? Um, the 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 Reading host Wigan. Reading's home form is very good this season. So although Wigan need a win, Reading are at home as well, as we were on the wrong end of that. QPR play Stoke, go to Stoke, although QPR may well have found found a way out somehow. Nobody will never know how they found a way out, but they found a way out. Um, and then Sunday, 12 o'clock, Cardiff against Huddersfield, obviously it was Monday, 1 o'clock uh, at home to Middlesbrough as well. I don't, I don't think Middlesbrough can get automatics now, can they? It depends what happens at Bramble Lane tonight. Four points, five points off, are they? Is it? I think, it's I think United need a point tonight, and it's nil-nil at the moment. So, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're, they can't make it. No, Luton can. Luton can still catch them. Mm. Borough in third, and almost certainly going to be third, going to be fourth. Sorry, um, there is a scenario we can't be safe. I suppose this is the sort of headline: we can't be officially safe on Thursday, even if we win. We are not technically safe. There is a scenario where we could be safe on Saturday. Uh, so if Huddersfield. Sorry, if Reading lose to Wigan and we pick up anything, we are safe. If we match results again, we're not technically safe, but we would be all but safe. Oh, we, well, that then then it depends on Huddersfield 
how Huddersfield get on next week. Let's not get into the technicalities because we took about 20 minutes the last show um, talked about. But essentially, we can be safe if we pick up something and Huddersfield and Reading lose, we can be safe by Saturday tea time. Um, so let's see how it goes on that one. Um, Splashhead, Donna in the Splashhead Swim School says, I feel sick about tomorrow and I've done since last week. Um, yeah. Terry Fenby says, Is it right that Matt doesn't talk to the team beforehand only at half time? And is this why we start not very good, but second half better? Yeah, there's something I mentioned last episode. I brought up a point and then caused an argument with Rails. So, yeah, if you listen, I listen to the Matt Taylor talking to the, it's the My New Football Club podcast, which is really good, to be honest with you. Um, they follow Exit in Matt Taylor did an interview with them. It's about two years ago, to be honest with you, January 2020, something like that. It's really good, really interesting. But that's one of the things that Matt Taylor mentioned that he doesn't, he's sort of, pretty much routine. He talks to players about half one and then leaves them. He lets them do their own thing, lets them take their information on board. And next time he speaks to them, it's half time. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. It's really funny. It's really good. It's really good. Um, that was just one thing I picked out of it. So sorry for starting something on the last episode. I didn't mean to. Bear in mind, that's not to say that he does that here, is it? But that's Well, I'm going to say it's two or three years ago now, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. He's learnt. He might assume he's learnt. He's got, he's only, he's only gets better. He's only got better, and he's, uh, hopefully. Um, yeah, let's go through some predictions. Uh, Mick, what do you want to say? What do you want to do, do, do for the... Uh, <laughs> for the yeah. What do I want from it? Oh, my word. Obviously, I want three points. Um, and... I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Okay. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Fair enough. Will? Uh, so, just looking at, at Cardiff's results against the other teams around us, mm. so it'd be, so basically they've won two games um, and lost two games. So I think the, the obvious thing would be a draw, right? But Cardiff don't draw games by the looks of it. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a Rotherham win. I'm going to go for a Rotherham. Ooh, I, I don't back us to keep a clean sheet in this game. So I'm going to go for a 2 1 Rotherham win. 2 1. I like it. Hang on. Don't pen. Hang on. Apologies. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've, they've drawn the second least out, joint second least in the entire division with Reading, who've drawn 10. Uh, only Sheffield United and Middlesbrough have drawn less with eight. On oh, Blackburn as well. Uh, Danny? Um, you know what? Sod it. 1-0 to us. Give us like 4-0. No. Okay. No, we're not going to run away with it too much. We need to show it at least a little bit of respect to Cardiff coming all the way back up again. So just by just by winning by one, that'll that'll do it. But we still need to go for it and win in my opinion. And I think we might just do that. Fair enough. I'm gonna go positive with three one. Um it quite often happens where the abandoned game is so very, very different to the replay game. Um mm. it's straight it's who can't happens, but that's what I hope for. And three one we can just sail off into the sunset then can't we? And just relax. Uh, for once in his damn, damn footballing lives. Um, Chris Tiller says 2-0, Phil, Phil says 1-1. Uh, Josh Josh says 3-1, Hugo double and would with the other. Harvey Kerwick says 2-1. Donna says she's predicted it's going to be a washout draw. Like oh, God. Done there. Very good. <laughs> uh, Terry Femi says 3-2. Squeaky, uh, YouTube user says Squeaky won 3-2 towards oh, no. dress. Not sure about that. <laughs> no. Um, Reg says 1-0. I recommend bringing the bow and underpants. Um, Phil says the trouble is we've won only two of our last 15 games. Um, that doesn't sound great, but there's plenty of draws. There are a lot of draws in there. How many, how many, I wonder how many of those we've lost. Won't be many, will it? Might be, might be a couple. Um, we could look it up. We're not going to. Uh, Mike Miller <laughs> says one I will one. be. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'd I think we're just about done. Is there anybody, anybody, any, any topics from the game you want to talk about? I feel like we've talked. I've, I've talked. Certainly, talked myself into a bit calmer pos, pos, uh, place than I was to start with. I, I, yeah, the, I mean, it's it, the, thankfully it's on a Thursday night, so there's not going to be a lot of travelling supporters. I think that, that the atmosphere could have been very, very hostile had it been back on a Saturday afternoon, and you know all the all the hype that some sections of the Cardiff City supporters, not all of them but some of them 
all the hype that they created as a result after uh, you know following the last game was um was mind-boggling to be to be perfectly honest um so so that could have created a bit of a difficult atmosphere but um so we just need to make sure that we as spectators and supporters do our job yeah because we've got a job to do on 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 Thursday night and we know we know what it's like under lights at New York when there's an atmosphere. Um, it can be very, very intimidating for the opposition, and that's what we need to create. That's our job. You know, we can't be sat on our hands. We need to be um, coming out of there with the uh, karaoke voices, every last one of us, um, yeah. getting behind them. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on us. I mean, obviously, from, from our, our perspective, we need to try and get something from the game to stay up, but. You know, the, the amount of people that I've spoken to that want us to win this game, like, I think we've got the whole of Swansea, the whole of Bristol behind us, the whole of the rest of Wales. Uh, you know, it, there's, it's a big responsibility, but, you know, I think I think we're ready. I think uh, I think we're going to step up to the plate. I wonder if that's why Bristol beat us in the last minute, just to give us that extra kick of motivation, like, go on, go and beat Cardiff now. Maybe. But I, I have got the numbers for you. Uh, yeah, we've won two of the last 15, but we've also drawn six. For a team that's in our position, that's not terrible, to be honest with you. No, it's not uh, too bad. The, the good thing about us this season is we've, we've just, we've continued pick, other than the post-World Cup, we've continued to pick points up. There's not been really too many barren patches, um, which is why we've mentioned in the last podcast, why I, so, I feel like so confident that we will still get the job done. I can't see us losing the last four games of the season. I just think that's so unlikely. With how we've done so far this season, um, again, I may come be dreading those words when we when we play Wigan, but I just just got faith in this team, got faith in Matt Taylor to pull it out of the bag. We're still, I think, the thing is, make we've we've had the previous manager for so long, we knew exactly what to expect. In whatever happened, whatever circumstance that game was going to be, right, he's going to do this. The team's going to be up for this, or they're not going to be up for it. We're still learning with Matt Taylor a little bit, so I suppose that's mm. maybe a little bit of Avery's nerves, as we're just not sure how he's going to react to the high-pressure situations. No, absolutely. And, and and we see the way that the team play differently from game to game. And and, and, and I certainly assume that that's just down to the manager and, and how he's either setting them up, asking them to play or whatever. Um, but then you then you, you kind of look at it and, and, and some of the comments that he makes and, and, and some of his actions on the touchline suggest that the players are not actually putting into practice what he's doing. You know, when we are playing poorly, particularly in that first half at, at Bristol, clearly he was not happy with the way that they were playing. They weren't playing the way he wanted them to, to play. He came out in the second half, a different team. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, it's difficult to know where we are, but um, I can't. I'm, I'm the same as you. We have, we have been inconsistent and we've not been great in the last game. So, we should be great the next because that's what we do. Would you win? Uh, precisely. Um, to everybody, yeah, right. Need, need the crowd to be at it all game. Josh put in the comments somewhere about it being almost a sellout. Yeah. I don't know when the tickets go off sale. I think it's pretty much up to kickoff. So if you haven't got a ticket already, go and get yourself a ticket and make it a, a horrible place for a Cardiff player to be tomorrow and make it a really <laughs> intense atmosphere. And if things don't go well, don't worry about it. We'll go, we'll go again Monday. We, we sell out again Monday. We make it a horrible place for Middlesbrough to be on Monday. Um, and then we've got, I think the Wigan tickets have gone really well. Are they close to selling out the Wigan tickets, or am I imagining something? Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, they're about, they're over 3,000, I think, yeah. or at least around and about 3,000 anyway. I think yeah. I read 3,500, but Oof, might be that's wrong. brilliant. Hopefully, we can all have a big party next week at Wigan, and it'll be, it'll be amazing. Um, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully there's nothing resting on it. I don't know if you can see that on my phone. Ah, the light's a little bit too bright, but the entirety of New York Stadium sold out. There you go, it's focused now. The entirety is sold out other than the south, the southeast corner. Right. So we've got a nice little pincer movement all the way around the stadium. <laughs> Loving that. Um, Harvey Cowick says there's about 400 tickets left for the Borough game. So again, it, again, no matter what the result tomorrow, get get it down for Borough because it's we could be celebrating again. We could have two celebrations, can't we? One at home to Borough, one away to Wigan. Um, It'd be nice to to get those three points tomorrow. Then we can welcome back Dan Barlasser and, uh, and Matt Crooks and give him a proper welcome back because uh, they deserve it. It's good to see Dan Barlasser finally being freed. 
the other night <laughs> and uh, allowed on the pitch. You can change your Twitter handle now. You got sorry? You can change your Twitter handle now. Well, I can't really, can I? Because he's not free while ever he's playing for anybody other than us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And like, to be honest, I'd rather him be under lock and key on uh, on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we should also get mentioned for the Rotherham women's team announced a game at New York Stadium for the first time ever. I think it is they're playing the her game to Shield against Mansfield Town, which is the 11th of May, which is the Thursday after the Wigan game. I think it's like four quid or something like that. So if anyone's watching some football at New York Stadium post season, four quid. What's four quid between friends? Um, so yeah. Anything else we've waffled on a bit? Anything else we, we last call for topics, notes, mentions? My no. tickets for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's one of the first times where the rearranged fixture has sold more tickets than the original fixture. Probably. No, because obviously people got their, their own tickets back like <clears throat> for this one, but we've still upped the attendance again from the, that original number. So... Are you ready for the horrendous uh, issues on the gates when the tickets don't work because they've been keyed in wrong? Oh, and there's no. just queues and queues and queues everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Season tickets don't work and then the renewed ones don't work. It'd be great. Um, yeah. Sebastian, finish on. Do you think Dan will get a good reception on Monday? He didn't leave under bad terms, but depending on tomorrow, Saturday could maybe uh, send us down. It'll be fine. We love Dan Barlasser. Mm-hmm. It's not our fault. It's not his fault we're, we're, uh, we're in a relegation scrap at the point, so... He will get a wonderful reception. I have no doubt about that until he scores. I didn't get a boo. <laughs> um, right. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you, everyone. As I mentioned, over the thousand subscribers, we, we really, really do appreciate that. I remember Mick telling us to do it on YouTube two years ago. I thought it was a stupid idea. And there we are, a <laughs> thousand subscribers. <laughs> so well done, Mick. That was a good call. Yeah. What the one and only good call of my life, mate. I can think of one other one, but other than that, yeah, I think it's been pretty right, yeah. fish. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny actually because today at work I have been actually well, no, it weren't today, but a couple of days ago at work, and I've been reminded today that I, I was I was complimented by somebody, or it was supposedly a compliment when I was described as adequate. <laughs> That's a compliment, is it? I, I was pleased with it, mate. I was pleased with that. I'll be honest. Okay. Um, and Donna with the big question when's Danny eating the fish that will be post season um, we've got, we've got a date in the works don't worry we've got a plan for this Danny um, I'll be honest mate I would rather sniff a cloth a cloth of rehypnol than eat whatever you're eating that just looks horrific uh, it's for content isn't it it got us to a thousand subscribers I don't mind yeah uh, I've embarrassed yeah. myself on the internet once during this show I might as well do it again whilst I'm actually on holiday just this show. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you, everybody. It means a lot to us for, uh, and, and thanks to Will and Kev and Louise and everybody else who's been on with us over the past couple of years. It's been it's been fun. And we're nearly at the end of another season. Uh, we'll, we need to finalise the dates for the end of season award show. We need everyone to get the back black ties and tuxedos ready for the end of season award show. That's in the, that'll be towards the, towards the end of May, to be honest with you. Uh, we've again maybe got something special lined up for that, which Mick's in charge of organising, which will probably fail because of that. But it's fine, don't worry about it. Yes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, get down to get down on Thursday if you, if you haven't already got your ticket. Try and get a ticket. Get down, support the Millers. Um, or if you're watching from home, as Joyce says, send positive vibes to the stadium uh, as well. If you can please, because we'll need it. We need it. Um, Danny, thank you very much. I, I feel better now after Sunday's episode. I felt more stressed after the episode. I feel like we've all taken taken ourselves into a good place going into tomorrow. I hope it's like what Howard Webb says. It's like group therapy. This, isn't it? Hundred percent like group. You therapy. know, it all lets us de-stress a little bit. But I'm still mildly stressed about tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, I'll be less stressed when we've won after ninety minutes. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. And also, the instant reaction will be out at some point Thursday evening, Thursday night. Again, whatever the result, that could be quite quite an interesting. Watch the instant reaction. Uh, mm. so again, check out YouTube tomorrow night. Will, it's been a pleasure to have you back with us, mate. Thank you very much for being with us. No problem at all. I'm going to be uh, going and listening to my rain based, rain based uh, playlist and hoping for three <laughs> points. Raindrops keep falling on my head. It's funny, you know, because that was the exact song that were in my head and all. <laughs> uh, and Mick, do you, are you going to tweet out one last rain related song tomorrow just for, you know, just for old time's sake? I, I may well do. 
I may well do. I, what I should have done really is saved a really good one up, shouldn't I, till, the, till, mm. till this game, and uh, I, I ain't got one. So I'll just... Uh, Remake, I've, I've got plenty I can send you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. Up the Millers. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 